Let me know when you're good. Do it. All right, a little bit different intro, but... <clears throat> Welcome back to the White, Gray, Black weekly manga podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the brand new series on Manga Plus called Astral Baby. Not Astro Boy and not Earth Child, thank God, but something more and maybe a little bit better. And of course, it is time again for our quarterly One Piece talk. We are diving into chapter 1106 with the return of some very, very old friends. All that manga news and more coming right up. Thanks again for joining us here on the White, Gray, Black Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all of your favorite ongoing Japanese manga. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel. And with me again this week, the broggy to my dory is Gautam. Hello, hello. Let's continue our never-ending battle. <laughs> or, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Ne- That's the, uh, we're, our, we're skipping. Our never-ending podcast. Yeah, we're skipping all the way to the end of the second thing we're talking about. Let's jump into Astral Baby Chapter 1. So this comes to us from an author called Shiro Moria, who also did a series called Soloist in a Cage, which I heard I heard people talking about. I had not read. I don't know if you're familiar with Soloist in a Cage at all, Gautam. Oh, I'm not. I, I actually got that confused with Medalist. Um, okay, not no, Medalist. No, I'm not no. Medalist yeah. is amazing. But, and this is, this is also... Uh, Pretty good. What are your first impressions of Astro Baby? Strange name. I I loved it. I, I think it's a bad name. Um, but I loved yeah. I loved the first chapter. Uh, I, I like. I actually before we talk about it, I actually worry about names like this because they're like hard to recommend to people with word yeah. of mouth. Um, because no one wants to like. It's like me going to a coworker and saying, "Hey, watch Boss Baby." It's well, and this also, and this is, yeah. and this is the West's fault for translating. Um. Uh, Tetsuan Adam's name into Astro Boy, but this is like Astro, Astro Boy. Ba- yeah, it's so like, is this a prequel to Astro Boy, Astro Baby? And like, no, it's not. Um, this is a really interesting sort of um, like alt history sci-fi kind of thing that takes place in fake Russia, is by my best guess. Uh, maybe yeah, the far yeah. north Japan. Alt, alt history Russia. Like, I think it's is... like alt history sci-fi Russia is definitely the vibes I was getting from it. Um, but yeah, let's jump in and talk about it. So I mean, we're introduced to um, Billy Boy. Uh, who's this kid with a snotty nose who watches? I didn't put those in there because I thought they were a little violent. I didn't want to have to censor, have YouTube censor me. But um, he essentially witnesses a guy cannibalizing another man in the very opening pages, uh, and then I think his wife, right? He he ate his wife. Uh oh, the yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, the boy's wife. He's like ten, but no, no, no. You're right. You're no, right. no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I th- it's something like that. Yeah, but he he witnesses and he gets picked up by the police and they kind of like, oh, you're the only the only kid who saw this again. Like the last time we, you know, you're buzzing with crackpot theories, like he says. Uh, I I I thought like the boys, even though he's like snotty as hell, uh, like literally, it's not coming out of his nose all yeah. the time. Uh, he's very cute. I I think like the little kids in this uh are are drawn very much like little kids. I like his box of toys too. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the art in this is just fantastic all around. Um, the character it's, designs are sort of, like, more on the realism side than the anime side, or kind of maybe trending towards realism side, but, like, still really, uh, it, like, good it, it's art. It's weird. Think. Good designs. Uh, the, okay, yeah, so I, I'm glad you brought up the art. The art is weird, it um, is weird. for me. It kind of bounces around styles a couple times, which is interesting. 
Yeah, exactly. It bounces around styles and some of them don't work, but more often than not, I really like the art. So I, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's a little inconsistent, but it's, I think overall, like really good start. Yeah. Like even art wise, like even on this page here, like the, the boy is kind of drawn in very much as kind of a standard modern uh, manga style. And then the guy at the bottom, this policeman at the bottom is drawn in a much older kind of 1960s, 70s manga style with a little bit more kind of a little bit more realistic proportions, but like, uh, and, but and we didn't see the cannibalism thing. scene. Yeah. Yeah. In the cannibalism scene, it was drawn like very realistically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think we yeah. see that again later on. We see that, uh, yeah. when stuff gets kind of real and violent, it gets a little bit more realistic stylized, which I think is kind of a cool swap. Uh, but yeah, we were introduced to this, this older girl that, uh, Billy has, has a crush on who's, I don't remember her name. Um, but Eleanor, Ellie, Ellie, Eleanor, yeah. Um, and they kind of know each other from childhood, we learn later, and he's kind of got this this childhood crush on her through through the whole thing. Um, but yeah, th- those are kind of our lead characters for this chapter one, for sure. Um, we get a really good, I, I like really like this time jump uh, skip here, because it's not like, the expression has changed, but the artist has captured the same uh, the same sort of eyes and facial structure to tell us that like, it's the same. Like, this is the same kid grown up, right? This is like, what, yeah, six, yeah. six or seven, I, six I, years later? Yeah, so he's like 18 or something now, so. I like that too. And I, I initially assumed that he'd be a hyper-serious character uh, from just this page. But no, he, he's actually really interesting. He's nuanced. Yeah, I, I, I really mean, liked him. kind Billy of a goofy a... guy still. <laughs> yeah, still really goofy, still really kind of eager. Um, a little bit of an idiot, which is always a good, um, yeah. always kind of a good angle here. But we see him... Um, we see him kind of join the army here and being redeployed back to his hometown, um, which we kind of learn about um, this thing called like Cooper, the cannibal disease, uh, which is this yeah. this sort did, of alien you... thing. Uh, here's the art of uh, Dr. Light over here. Dr. Light looking motherfucker yeah. uh, looks looks like a cartoon. Uh, I, I like it, though, even though it's like a weird art shift. I, I dig it. Uh yeah, and I think I got yeah, maybe it's in there somewhere. Yeah, there it is. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah, there was this I he, mean when they're talking he, about sort of like the they talk about this Cooper disease and like how it's transmitted and the cannibalism and it's taken over this town and they've built a defensive wall and Billy's part of the army who's gonna go up there and be part of an elimination force or a safety force. I don't think it's really specified exactly, but um I yeah, I think I think it's like a elimination force because they, they said that the yeah. disease can't be cured and uh so I assume it's just to to kill the cannibals. Yeah, they're just they're um, there to and, kill the alien, the disease. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh, this panel is showing that the disease is not communicable uh, by normal means. It's not like uh, air based, uh, like you can't just spread the infection like that. Not COVID. Uh, it's it, yeah, not COVID. It's a hilarious fucking panel though because it shows this hot lady like coughing into this guy's mouth. Like drops and he is, flying out of her mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. And the guy is just like giving thumbs a thumbs up. up with his mouth open, receiving the cough, yeah. the, the cough bacteria. And it's just bizarre and hilarious. And then she's just like consuming his lips in the second one. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of um like Fallout style where it's like back to that oh, kind of 1920s, yeah. 40s, like airplane art style. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what so that's kind of that's kind of the premise. But uh, we see Billy kind of wandering around his town after he gets there. He runs into Ellie again and he tells... um when his commanding officer asks him like 
like, why did you join the army? And he's like, I did it for love. And he gets like, you know, beat up and, and bullied for it. And I was like, did you really do it for love? And he's like, yes. He's like, the woman I love is having a baby and I'm going back to help her. And they're like, oh shit, like you got a girl pregnant. He's like, no, it is not my child. It's like, okay, all right. So yeah, like I think the takeaway is that he is incredibly earnest mm-hmm. and honest uh, and he is doing it for love. Yeah, he really, uh, he really does. 100%. Like, like as we yeah. will see, I think in a couple of pages. Uh, but he he runs into her while he's wandering around town. Um, she kind of she lays out like the the world building just in the dialogue here. I think is really interesting because they do kind of do a little bit of um, telling about like here's the Cooper disease, blah blah blah. You know, we think it came from meteorites that crashed in this town. We've blocked it off. Um, and then when she gets there, she's like she's like rabid about like why did you like come back? Like you got out. Like they aren't letting us if we're you know if you live here in this town, they're not letting us out. And you came back even though you're from here. Um, and she's pretty like fervent about that. Uh, she's like, you were safe. You could have been safe. Like you should have stayed and safe. But they also foreshadow this like disease uh, spreading yeah. in the top left panel where she she says uh, some Coopers apparently left town before chaos died down, but they were handled uh, yeah. seemingly. Yeah, and, and he so he like, says the very like foreshadowing like, yep, you've got it right. No Coopers out there. Nah, <laughs> like okay, dude. Like obviously yeah. this is that's not it, true, but. And even Dr. Light, like before, said, this is a very contained disease. You just mm-hmm. go and kill them, and uh, this will be this disease will be gone by your lifetime, right? Uh, yeah. It's like all foreshadowing for sure, before for a disaster, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that we're not going to be trapped in this little northern town the whole story. I, I predict pretty quickly that we're going to get outside, um, probably to a larger kind of uh, locus. Eventually, of I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, takes them home. They, they talk about stuff. Um, they talk about, she does, like, lab work, trying to figure out, like where the Cooper disease came from and what they can do. They're trying to cure it. Um, she, which is kind of, uh, the government seems uninterested in a cure. They kind of think, oh, if we just kill them all, then it's, you know, basically non-communicable. doesn't matter. Um, and yeah, we get again, some like news foreshadowing here. It's like Cooper extermination counts on the rise, Ministry of defense considering patching additional troops. Um, this is all stuff that I think is going to come back into the story. If, if the story executes itself well. Um, yeah. And then, and, more world building stuff like the infectious agent for Cooper disease still hasn't been identified. Everyone's given up on a cure, but she wants to still do the cure. Here's Billy being earnest again, right? He like literally bought a ring and is like, I loved you marry me. And she's like, what the hell? Um, I, I actually, and uh, we cut out a few pages here uh, because we can't. I, yeah, I'm not going to show but, you the uh, whole manga. Go yeah. read it yourself. It's on uh, manga plus. So, But there's a, a scene where she is regretting getting pregnant and, mm-hmm. uh, thought she should have aborted the child because it's like preventing her from doing important scientific work. Oh, and right? coming into a world like you know, trapped with alien yeah. possession <laughs> disease. And so I, I think what made me appreciate this character is his immense amount of positive energy to fix these situations. Like he, he's just like, it'll work out. I believe in you and I'll be there for you. You know, mm-hmm. like we'll, we'll figure it out together. Like if uh, I love like, he's, he's just saying all of the right things and he means it. So I, yeah. it's like, I, I think he is, uh, he's like a, a very positive and, and good protagonist for this kind of dark series. Uh, I think so too. I think it's yeah. a, it's a really good juxtaposition to have a sort of bright, cheery, positive, uh, guy and kind of a, like the thing possession horror type thing. Uh, it'll be yeah, interesting, exactly. it'll be interesting to see how that's balanced. Um, but yeah, he's like, it's like marriage is a lifelong vow. I love you. It's like, it's just a number. I love you. Oh, he's only 16 here. I was thinking he was 18, but yeah. So I, I actually, I can't tell what the age gap between them is because there was like a childhood flashback and she's, she I think like five she seems or like six four, years four older. Five, yeah. Four or five, yeah. six years older than him. Something like that. Uh, that seems yeah. about right. But 
Yeah. So anyways, she goes into labor while he's there, which, yeah, of course. Um, they rush her off to the hospital. Um, and this is where we get to the point in the story where it's like, things get worse, right? This is the, this is the turn in the story. Um, he's, Billy's walking. He seems very happy. You know, we got her to the hospital. She's going to give birth. Um, he's like, oh, I'm going to go buy a gift for the baby. And there's another kid walking the hall and says, look, mama, it's like the moon is falling. Um, and he, I, there's something with he, Billy here. Well, it, even at the beginning, he saw like the, the alien species on, he's like, he was telling the police about like the black sludge or whatever he saw on, on, the, yes. people, on the cannibals. And, and also he's the, having a reaction to the moon falling. Here. Right. He has a reaction to this moon asteroid thing falling. It's also mentioned when he's talking to the police, when he's a kid, that it's like, like Billy has like seen or run into this alien like more times. Like he's like, oh, it was somebody doing cannibalism again, and Billy saw it again, was involved again. Um, so right. there's there's something going on. He's either already partially possessed, or maybe he's not a human. We don't know anything about his parents really. Uh, we aren't given a whole lot of information about his history other than the the few scenes when he's a kid. But this is really the most interesting thing, right? Is that this moon starts to fall, and he like has a mental like a brain reaction to it of some kind. Um, He's like, what's yeah. going on? My head hurts like hell. He's like, I'm going to pass out. And he looks up and like, these are really cool panels. I like this art a lot here with like the I, dark. I think, I think like a, a potential theory here is that he is just uh, one of the aliens because mm -hmm. um, he had no parental figures, right? He just had the toys. And uh, the only per he fell in love with Ellie because she is the only one who was supportive towards him, yeah. which means I guess his mom and dad aren't around. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, I just I, just assumptions. We'll I, I think we'll probably get more information about obviously about what's yeah. going on with him, but uh, potentially about his history too. I think this has been pretty uh, generous with flashbacks in in a chapter one. But yeah, I really yeah. like the art on these pages. I think the dark, like darkening the hallway for to see the light kind of buildings and meteor falling outside is really cool. Um, he also says it's like it's falling in slow motion. I don't know if that means that time is slowed down for him or if the meteor is actually moving differently. I couldn't quite understand. I think the meteor is moving differently. I think it's slowing down. I think so too because the kid mm -hmm. saw the, the thing falling and you know like yeah, it's still and falling and, and he fell it, down and mm -hmm. it's still falling. Yeah. I think it's just going in slow motion. Yeah. And the meteorite kind of explodes and shoots out all this stuff. Um, another really good panel I like just uh, I don't know buildings exploding. Oh, yeah that was that was uh, that was a cool one. It's a really I, good set but, of panels here when shit goes bad. So and I, I like that kind of in a suspense you know uh, suspense type story is like when stuff goes bad if that's kind of the exciting parts that's it's always fun to watch fun the, to read the left panel feels like a little rough because it feels like very like an old school ashita no joe yeah very just like, like knocked out panel. bunch of movement yeah. lines drawn yeah yeah but i think uh, it's good but um with that explosion uh ellie gets hit, pierced by a bar of some kind um you know the whole the whole hospital is kind of wrecked from that explosion. Um, we see this like black alien Nucleus orb appear, alien. yeah, like floating. Yeah. And it, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I put these next panels in yeah, because you they could were probably skip those. Yeah, they, they were skippable. Um, but it, it, it kind it, of it, leaks it, a it black delivered ink. The baby. Yeah, it leaks yeah. a black ink and kind of goes inside Ellie, um, and uh, assumedly possesses her, as we're about to see. Um, but Billy finds her. She's, she's like, huh? He pulls his bar out of her and is like, what? Like her wound healed. He's like, no, it's more like the steel pipe melded to her body. And we see Ellie going to like bite him in the exact same way we saw at the start of the story where there was like cannibalism going on. Um, he's like able to dodge it. This is again where kind of the styles get a little 
I don't want to say mixed up, but like there's a lot of different kind of visual styles in here. Like this top right is like a little bit more cartoony. And then on the left, her face is like a lot more um, kind of shadowed differently, uh, like high, higher detailed. Um, I think this is one pet peeve I have with it. But I think that that gets ironed out as the author finds their own style. Yeah, uh, and it's, I mean, I, I definitely feels intentional, but it's also maybe like too much. Like swapping to two different styles is okay. Swapping to three different styles in two pages maybe feels like a lot. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe Dr. Light shouldn't have been so cartoony if if instead yeah. we, we see more realistic stuff. Yeah, but and there's definitely matter, like five really. or six kind of competing clashing styles in here. But yeah, so Ellie is possessed and the alien says stuff like, uh, like from a personal standpoint, I'm convinced that the shockwave caused a chemical reaction creating amino acids. I, I uh, think will this require is purely... an LCMS 8900 to produce further results. Like it's very like, this is not how Ellie talks. This is like uh, something else, like the alien talking well, through her, right? So here's the thing, right? Um, the guy at the very beginning uh, smiled at uh, Billy Boy and and said, uh, well, you know, I told her not to tell anyone. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think the alien or whatever this is has its host's, like, personality and memory. Because mm-hmm. she's a but, scientist, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so she, she's a scientist, minus the human empathy behind all of it. Right, you know? right, like, yeah. So very sort it, of, that's what it seems like, yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw people talking in comments and stuff about this, about um, the series Parasite, or the, like, I've seen the mm. anime Parasite. I, it, it does, oh, good point, yeah. I do think it's a very kind of, the closest analog, just from chapter one, I can say, is like, yeah, this is, this is kind of setting itself up to be a little bit uh, like Parasite. So if you like Parasite, you should yeah. definitely check this one out. Um, but she like, like strong kicks him and like knocks him into the wall, uh, and goes to fight. She's, and she has all this kind of science mumbo jumbo. She's like, we've been unraveling the thread of damaged team function. The cells have high levels of clotting factor. Their healing capabilities made a stat on eyes, like anti-epitosis, prevention of cellular necrosis, preservation of the endothermal barrier. Cooper 29 maximizes it. the body's cellular protection potential. So it's like all this stuff that's like alien, make me strong. Grr. Um, yeah. I need, I need protein. Yeah, ingestion of protein is an imperative. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Like human muscles, sure, that's a protein. Um, and this is where stuff gets more interesting. This is kind of the uh, the strange attractor of the story like we've talked about, uh, The what makes it interesting. I mean, of course, we're back to kind of the title, right? Which if you haven't forgotten, the title is Astral Baby. Um, she like starts to feel pain, which is the alien or whatever response inside her is like not normal. She's like pain receptor activity. She's like, no, 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 no. She's like, this rock component is mine. It's like, is she talking to someone? And she looks at the baby and the baby looks over and is like, literally talks to us as like you there. He's like, I'll save you. Like, I'll save you. So you save me. Um, and that's the end of the chapter, which I thought was a good, uh, is a great, it, I think it's it a great, very interesting. Yeah. Cause you're like, Oh shit. The, the baby is good. Also possessed, partially possessed. Um, that's kind of where you get into the, the parasite type uh, comparisons. He's going to have, you know, alien, you know, who needs his help to survive, but is maybe grants him power or something like that. But. And her, her husband's a scientist who knows maybe he, maybe it's like a plot point where they did something to the baby or something. Yeah. Uh, Or maybe this baby recognizes that there's something weird with Billy. Like I, there's a lot of ways it could go, but I, in general, I really liked this chapter. One, I was really interesting. I thought that it, uh, hit the ground running, introduced an interesting world, uh, character, at least one that I like that's going to stick around. Um, interested to I, keep I track of the baby. The ending was very funny because the baby looks so serious. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, he, I think, like, normally I, I'd have an issue with a manga kind of, like, taking me out of, like, the serious stakes of, like, oh, my lover's possessed and now it's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. Uh, into 
silly talking baby with a very stern face. Uh, but I don't know. It worked. I had a good time with it. Yeah. I also <laughs> wonder because Billy is so kind of uh, eager and like go get him and happy type thing. I wonder if instead of in something like Parasite, right, the main character in Parasite is much more of kind of a a serious, you know, bookworm type of guy. And then the alien is kind of the like weird, goofy, funny one. And I wonder if this one, it's going to be reversed, right? Like the, this alien is going to be like a hyper serious, like, you know, I, I think I'm an extraterrestrial creature who's very serious. And the Billy's going to be like, I'm a goofy dude who's in the army. So he has, he has that classic anime, serious guy face, you know, like that's photoshopped on. Yeah. It's like, uh, (laughs) yeah, I forgot what that manga is called. It's like everyone parodies it, but yeah, it's, uh, it's like Bulgo nine. Oh, Golgo. Yeah, Golgo 13. Golgo 13. Golgo 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golgo 13. Yeah, that's like one of the long, I think the longest running manga of all time. Yeah, Yeah. and it stopped like a few years ago. But yeah, it's it's very funny. Mm -hmm. Very funny looking baby. Yeah. uh, Voiced by Alec Baldwin, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Chris Chris Pratt and Alec Baldwin now starring. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, overall thoughts, what'd you think? What'd you think of this? Oh, I I loved it. I I think it's uh, incredibly unique. And uh, it was just a, it was just a fun ride. And I, I think it, like a, a lot of it just worked. Uh, mm. I think the characters were good. The plot was interesting and it was paced really well. So, and my only gripe is the art being a little inconsistent. Yeah, the art are a little weird. But, yeah, I'd agree with that. But to be honest, it's not really a big deal for me when yeah. everything works so well aside from it, you know, like. Yeah, and even then the art's not bad. It's like great at times. So yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I I agree with all those thoughts. Um, I definitely think this has a good strange attractor. I thought it did good world building. I thought it definitely connected to me to the the two main characters. I'm interested. Uh, it basically did everything a chapter one needs to do. Right. It showed me that it can, showed me that it can tell at least part of a complete story. I don't think it necessarily told a complete complete story. I think this will be a two chapter complete story thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I mean, the world building especially I thought was really good in this. The sort of, like we talked about, alt history, kind of sci-fi, Russia-looking area. Characters were good. It's an interesting plot. There's a lot of kind of background information we got on the the possession and the the aliens. I think we're going to get even more. So um, I think as sort of a part one to an intro story, um, it was really good. And definitely the hook at the end of like her baby stopping her from from hurting or killing Billy more and then being like, I'll save you, you save me. yeah, super interesting. Uh, and Parasite, I gotta say, Parasite is a fantastic story. I one of the most oh, interesting, yeah. yeah, one of the most interesting main character developments I've ever seen. Uh, most of the time, main characters kind of get uh, you care about them more and more. And the uh, you know, m- minor spoilers for Parasite, but the main character in Parasite goes on the kind of opposite journey that you usually go through on a hero's journey, where he's very likable at the start. And by the time you get to the end, you're like, he's a fucking alien robot. So. Uh, I, I think super I think interesting like a, story for that. He's he's losing his emotions in Parasite, and I think there's like a one perfect encapsulated scene where he there's a dog that got hit by a car is dead. Yeah. Um, and he picks up the dog and throws it away in the trash can. Uh, yeah, that's that's a meme. There was a meme of that somewhere. I remember the anime. I think he I, just like picks I it up and puts it in the trash. But I th- I think it's just like a perfect way to represent your character as lost emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, because by all means, it, it's pretty logical. It's just waste yeah. at this point. Like, oh, you throw it away. It's gone. Yeah, get uh, rid of it. But it's heartless, right? Uh, yeah. That's a living creature. So it's like, for him, who doesn't have really the emotional bandwidth or capacity to understand that it's a heartless act, thinks, oh, I'm doing the right thing by throwing this away. Yeah. Clean, well, and, and it, it's like a, a great scene. I love. Yeah, it's just, it's such an interesting thing just for the fact that it's, instead of its main character being sort of more 
more likable and more compassionate as time goes on. He goes on the opposite journey. Uh, he gets kind of stronger and less compassionate and less uh, emotional as time goes on. It's just, it's very interesting and different type of story that you don't see very often. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. And, and you know, unlike isekais, right, where it's like cool to be uh, mysterious and emotionless, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's seen as like a bad thing. It's I mean, it's a very bad thing. Yeah. 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 He like loses people essentially because he makes decisions based on not what he cares about what you know, at, at times, but... But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. If you haven't read or seen Parasite, uh, I think it's a really good anime. Uh, I have not read the manga, but I've heard the manga is also good, maybe better. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've only read the manga, so I, I okay, can confirm cool. it's very good, though. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, recommendations from both sides on that one. But yeah, Astral Baby, um, really good. Really liked it. I'm glad that we're getting another a sort of different Jump Plus series. We don't get a whole lot of this. Read to me a lot more. This read a lot more sane into me, like a lot more just straight adult than a lot of the shown yeah. stuff we get on jump plus uh, uh it it reminds me it's like a it's it's feels like it's going to be a buddy cop thing with the baby and this yeah. guy um it reminds me of a uh, fabricant mixed with earth child except it's better than both of those yeah so, well i mean yeah. to be to we'll be fair on earth child, I guess. we went over chapter one of earth child i don't know actually i don't know if we did on the podcast but we talked to each other about chapter one of earth child and that's that's we one of the best it, chapter yeah. ones you know of yeah. that jump has done in the past couple of years that's also one of the worst series jump has done in the last couple of years so it, it should have been a one shot right yeah it was a, yeah I, should, I, I mean it was an amazing I, first I chapter that. so yeah if you haven't read earth child read the first chapter and then do not read anymore yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this is yeah super interesting. Really uh, glad we're getting a, some different... This is the thing that I like about Jump Plus and Manga Plus a lot is that um, Weekly Shonen Jump is very tied to sort of the Shonen, you know, lots of action Shonen and a couple of other kind of Shonen spinoff things. And Jump Plus is like, yeah, do a weird alien baby seinen thing. Like, sure, just do it. Um, it, it reminds me of like AAA games versus like AA and Indies. Mm-hmm, it's like sure. you can get real weird with it when there's not public pressure breathing down your neck to produce yeah. results. Exactly. Know? When there's not yeah. the need to sell, you know, X amount of copies or you're canceled in Weekly Shonen Jump. Like, yeah, you can just get weird with it. I mean, some of my favorite stuff on Jump Plus has just been really weird. Like uh, Service Wars was really weird. Um, Shibatarian, which I think is ended or about to end maybe this week or next week. Um, really weird. I didn't like it that much. Maybe I'll talk about that when it's over. Uh, but that was a really yeah, let's weird go over one. that one. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I really liked this, so I'm excited to, to keep reading and we'll try to check in on this in a couple of weeks to see, to see if it keeps up its quality. Cause I do think this is, um, really interesting. I'm a sucker for kind of sci-fi mystery drama stuff. Like, uh, this is sci-fi, like a Blade Runner, like, like the, the, both the Blade Runner movies are some of my favorite movies. Like those are excellent. So. You know what this is? This actually reminds me of the plant one that we read not mm. too long ago. Chainsaw Man, but the plants, yeah. A Chainsaw Man, the plants. I yeah. forgot what it's called. But uh, it's a more compelling start. You know? Yeah, what so. was that called? Yeah, that one fell off pretty quick for me. Um, and I, I checked in on the comments a couple times, and everything that I assumed after about five or six chapters seemed oh, to continue it, it to be true. I, it just evolved into typical shonen like. It's just, you know, if you've read Tokyo Ghoul, it's like... It's just Tokyo Ghoul. Possessed but, by the thing. Yeah. He goes to the, you know, members of uh, people who are... I mean, it's like Bleach. Like, we're back again. It's just Bleach again, right? Like, dude gets a power or possessed by something, and then he joins a group of people who also have that power, and so he's more accepted. I, and, I, I yeah, would say it was it's just more that. Tokyo Ghoul than Bleach, but I, for sure I, it is. I, I see it's, what you yeah. mean. It's a lot um, more Tokyo Ghoul Chainsaw Man coded than Bleach. But you, yeah. don't need to, you don't need to try it, that space. I think Tokyo Ghoul already has a firm lock on a good manga in that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but I don't know. That that might be just me being negative. Yeah. Do whatever you want. I mean, like if I mean if you need more Tokyo Ghoul, go read Chojin X because I'm I have not read Tokyo Ghoul. True. I am reading Chojin X, and Chojin X fucking rocks. So I should read that. Yeah, you should. That's a that it's a really good one, and it's not too long yet. It's only it's only maybe like sixty chapters, sixty or seventy. Although there's a bunch of like. 48.1, 48.2 chapters. So I think it's listed hey. at like 48 chapters, but I think it's more like 60 or so. But yeah. Hey, speaking of incredibly long manga. Speaking, <laughs> good transition. Speaking of incredibly <laughs> long manga, let's talk about One Piece chapter. Hell yeah, bro. 1,106 on your side. Um, it's it. Robin, it's our favorite time of the year. Yep, Robin in the little pre-shape page, which is good. She's my favorite straw hat or one of. And also, I just noticed, actually, this is funny. This alligator is wearing a shirt that has, instead of Lacoste, it says Lacosta on it. I didn't even notice that joke. That's funny, though. I don't get it. The Okay, Lacoste is a brand, is like a polo brand with the alligator. Mm. Have you, you've seen this, I'm sure. Oh, right? yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Yeah, that I brand is called Lacoste, which I think is, is spelled like this with an E at the end, maybe, or maybe no, Val. I don't know. Spell. I've never owned a Lacoste shirt. Okay, so I'm literally wearing, and I guess I'm wearing a ghost t-shirt today, but... Um, uh, th- that's actually a funny this is, joke. This, this is a funny. It's, it's a cute one too. He's a little bow on his on his uh yeah. on his tail. Anyway, okay. Uh, Anyways, real shit. <laughs> but there's so there's so much to talk about. There's this, a lot in here. Uh, they order a fucking Buster call, right? I guess last chapter, yeah. uh, Saturn ordered a Buster call on Egghead. It's happening. The, the Straw Hat's dis- second Buster call uh, to Usopp's lament. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robin's fourth buster third buster jesus call? yeah yeah she she has gone through it huh? she's been through a couple um uh the past features are here is like like shoot down that pathetic family um bonnie is like please don't shoot daddy help us escape alive instead and she's uh oh no this is yeah there was there was just like i i think there's this awesome emotional beat where vegapunk was like i i i would hate if Kuma, these clones that look just like your dad if you died mm. by by their hand. Yeah, and it's, it's it sounded true. like Vegapunk didn't have a plan for this. But then as as you see, she says, Daddy, please don't shoot. And you see Vegapunk does have a plan. And he's like, what? He's like, why are they aiming at us? All the pacifistas turn around and start to blow up the marine ships, which is, this is and a great spread. I, yeah. There's also just a, like a, a very, very good line. I, I think the best line of the chapter from Vegapunk here. hold on let me uh it's uh i think i have it here because it's oh okay uh well no, maybe uh, not I, he says something I, I, about I, I, I got it right here it, it says uh yeah it's like uh every every pacifista will be programmed to obey her bonnie mm-hmm. they will prioritize your orders above all else even the commands from the world's overseers it doesn't matter if the entire planet is against you kuma will always be on your side yeah, what a what a solid emotional beat after that that fucking uh, flashback. He was so good. Yeah, this also to I, me solidifies. I mean, I don't. Um, Vegapunk before we knew who he was was like, is is he a bad guy? He kind of, people kind of assumed Vegapunk was going to be a bad guy. I would say for thousand plus chapters. Um, this confirms to me that he's not a bad guy at all like he's a good guy i think he's complicated i guess it's complicated Um, that he works for the world government and the things he's done but like anytime he's ordered to do something that's like too far for him like completely removing kuma's personality which he doesn't do or you know programming a fail safe in the pacifistas of like well you know the past all the pacifistas can do whatever the world government wants but i won't let them kill bonnie like i'll program it in where they'll always listen to bonnie and it's like 
it's it's convenient from a storytelling standpoint, but it's also perfect and like it, I'm, it's, it's sweet. absolutely and, appropriate here. So, I I think he he's a character who walks the tightrope between morality and innovation in terms mm-hmm. of science, right? Like, yeah, uh, and I don't think he's always good, and I don't think he is. He, I think he makes like he's done fucked up things with his invention just by proxy of them existing. Yeah, but I think he's a good dude, right? Like, you can make the nuclear bomb and still be, like, a good guy outside of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kind, kind, of, kind of situation. I, I saw Oppenheimer. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I, I don't know. Well, maybe not Oppenheimer himself, but yeah. I uh, think, yeah. But... So, he gets fucking gibbed. He gets shanked by the spider boss, uh, Saturn, here. Yeah. Uh, right after he finds out. It's a consequence for programming the failsafe to obey, obey Bonnie. Yep. Uh, he calls on... Kizaru is, like, you know... Betrayal of this magnitude would be met with no mercy. Like, mm-hmm. and we've got you know, damn it, Vegapunk. Uh, noted Vegapunk stabbed in a one stabbed in what I would say is a super non-lethal way, especially for One Piece. Two, I think even if this Vegapunk dies, he still kind of exists with all his other bodies, right? Like, it isn't yeah. his maybe his full personality spread, but like, I think that's the whole idea, right? It's like, well, you see the apple on his head, right? His brain ain't there. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I think, I think effectively that just means even if this body dies, he's fine. I think, and I think that's what we'll see. I think, I think we'll probably see this, this uh, original Vegapunk, whatever you want to call him, die here. Uh, but the Straw Hats will escape with sort of the other, I guess, five Vegapunks is what's left, right? One of them betrayed them, and then this one's dead. And there were seven, I think that's right. So, uh, or maybe eight. Yeah. No. Well, didn't the one with the mask get shot by the betrayer? Oh, that's true. So there might only be four. I don't know. There's, there's a handful I, I of other Vegapunks four, left. Yeah. yeah. There's a handful oh of Vegapunks God. left, so I think that there's kind of enough there um, to maybe explain the thing, you know, to lore drop when we need Vegapunk to lore drop stuff. I, I don't um, think anyone got domed harder than that one Vegapunk. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that was uh, very kind of throwaway end of a chapter. Um, uh, this is a cool one, actually. I wanted to talk on this. It's, uh, well, they're, they're lamenting Vegapunk getting stabbed, but uh, Luffy has been eating in the background. Mm-hmm. Who knows who funneled him food? Cough, cough, Kizaru. Maybe. That's my, my theory. Did, we, no, did it not show us in this chapter or last chapter? Didn't it show us last chapter? Or who it didn't fed him? Sh- I, I don't think it showed I thought it was one of the Vega. I thought he it was just, one of the Vegapunks. Or, uh, he just had yeah, food and Saturn was like, hey, get that food away from him. Oh, yeah, maybe that was it. And and they weren't able to. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, Luffy is, is completely back in full form and being Joy Boy all about. And I loved this page. Because it shows us two things, right? It shows us how touching this moment is to Bonnie and mm-hmm. Kuma, who, who who also remembers, as you can see in that panel, very sweet. Uh, but also the the drums, the heartbeat, uh, his heart, uh, drum heart, the drum heartbeat, uh, yeah, awakens the uh, ancient robot again. Underneath it was like Egghead. a year again. ago the first time we saw this happen. By the way, like I think it was. I think it was like nine or ten months ago when Luffy first transformed and we saw this robot wake up. And I think that I we did a podcast on it, I think, like nine yeah. months ago. And we're like, what does a robot mean? The robot's waking up. And it's like, here it is again. I hope this robot wakes fully up because we, when we're told about this robot, it's we're told that it's like uh, from the, it's like the ancient technology that Vegapunk bases all his stuff on. It's like super strong and like from the Void Century, I think, right? Yeah, the Void Century yeah. bot. Yeah. Like, uh, and... Yeah, I, I expect this thing to be in action coming soon because uh, we need... It's not One Piece without an element of absolute chaos. Sure. I think this is the 
it's not really deus ex machina but like it kind of is because it's a god from the machine right that's what deus ex machina means like oh I, that, yeah that is funny yeah i think this machine well, is what it is a, it is i think this machine machina. comes and either fights and kills saturn or just holds him off long enough for everyone to escape right this because this machine's going to show up and yeah. be strong enough to either go toe-to-toe with saturn or maybe kill him i don't know if saturn dies here i uh, well, we'll saturn even know what this is do, yeah does, he might do non-emus been... know about the void century that's a good like, question. Yeah, I, yeah, let's, I don't know. We'll get into speculations at the end there, but yeah, I okay, okay, this yeah. panel on the left with Bonnie, I really like because it's we've kind of been shown uh, like Luffy, Nika, the Sun God, in a lot of um, we've been shown him in this, but it's interesting to like we got this in Wano, right, where it's like we saw Luffy from this angle. It's Nika, the Sun God, kind of outlined against the sun or the moon or whatever. Um, it's cool now to like be watching someone else discover it. It's very much in the same way of like, you told somebody about one piece and you're getting to like watch them discover it and have fun with it. Like probably how you felt when you introduced me. Right. And I was like, yeah, sending you daily updates of like, Oh my gosh, I'm at this part. This is so cool. I love this face. It's I, I like this being staged as you're watching someone else who is very invested in the, the reveal and the discovery of Nika, the sun God in Luffy here, gear five. And it's like, you're it's touching exactly to watch what, someone else feel what you feel, what we felt in Wano. Right. Especially when the, someone else is not a person, you know, but the characters in the stories, like, you mm-hmm. know, exactly what Kuma and Bonnie are feeling right now. Yeah. They're feeling uplifted. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's awesome. this, this little flashback in the bottom, right. Uh, right. Like Vegapunk says like that rhythm. And then there's a flashback to Bonnie and Kuma being like, Nika It's like, that's right. I've always looked up to him. They say Nika would come along laughing to this rhythm, like Don, 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 Toto or whatever. Right. Like the, I try yeah. to, it doesn't, it isn't quite a Don to Toto in the anime. I've heard the drums. It's a very military. It's, it's pretty drumming, dope though. Which yeah. Is, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, uh, I, I, I love the Vegapunk's just like a buster call is, is just, small problem for him you yeah know? there's also this nice kind of like <laughs> mic drop with vegapunk here in the bottom left where he's like talking about uh luffy gear five you know sun god nika is like a buster call is a tame problem for him yeah like, yeah oh okay like yeah um which is really cool uh and then we get our last final two-page spread here uh we i think it was the end of last chapter was like like they are here and i was like who's they who's they i saw a lot of predictions like it's it's luffy's grand fleet it's garp it's blackbeard um i don't think i saw anyone saying who it actually is that showed up here uh but it's <laughs> i love a, it it's a fucking dory and broggy from the like boys ch- chapter the 130 maybe like 970 uh, chapters ago is Little Garden from Little Garden. Before, yeah. before even Alabasta is when they were last seen. Yeah, I like I wonder, hold on. Uh I wonder what chapters this actually was because it's like Okay, yeah, manga chapters 115 to 129. So we're almost it's like almost a thousand chapters ago. I, I love Have this. we seen these? I, I think we maybe saw these guys in one or two interludes, like where we're getting new straw hat um uh, like yeah, bounty reveals I, like maybe once or twice but like it has legitimately been almost 1,000 chapters since these characters were like first revealed on screen and important and they're here and uh, to me this is the perfect um, it's amazing that Oda can do this I've been talking about this a lot but it's like it's Oda can great. surprise you and you see it and you go oh yeah that's perfect because like Dorian Bragi are going to save the Straw Hats and then take them to Elbaf and that's our like connection. That's the tie that gets the Straw Hats to Elbaf, to the Giants, to the history of the Void Century. Like it all just makes perfect sense. But nobody would have guessed. It's like yeah, fucking Dory and Bragi are going to show up at Egghead after a thousand chapters. 
it, like it's it, i never would have guessed oda has made an, a thousand interesting characters mm-hmm. and manages to bring them back and keep them relevant in interesting fucking ways yeah i it, you don't need new characters for this it's like it's great to see uh brogy and dory again yeah. and it, just like it was hilarious to see Wapple again and, and yeah and that like, was i was exact same thing i was like, thinking of of like yeah. bringing back a weird character and making him really important it's also yeah, it's perfect and it's good because one piece is already so big and we're already getting you know a couple of new characters every time you get to a new island we got all the all the vegapunks in this one and his assistants and stuff um so like we don't really need a new character here also when someone's coming to save the straw hats it's like it's probably someone the straw hats have helped her save before so uh yeah but this it, is this, not this is a good fit because uh, it's a perfect fit yeah they're going to Elbaf anyway, and it, it, it makes, like, Usopp was inspired by these two for his mm-hmm. dream. So it, it just, it works in so many ways, and Oda knows it too. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's it's still just super impressive how, you know, reading last week's chapters and discussions, like, no one was like, I bet it's, uh, some people might have said, like, oh, maybe it's the giants from Elbaf coming to help them, but I don't think anybody, if, if anyone typed out, oh, I bet Dorian Bragi are coming, and you've got that dated before like February 1st, like send this, like put that in the comments, get in the comments and, and show it to me. Cause I, they deserve a, they deserve a dollar or a slice of pizza from us. And hook us up with the, that premium crack you've been smoking. To yeah. that guess so that's, that's yeah. insane. Hook us up with yeah. your future, your time traveling shenanigans here. Yeah, but yeah, I mean like, yeah, like I said, this just, this connects to where I think we all assume we are going next, which is Elbaf. Um, People thought we were going straight to Elbaf after Wano. I I mean, this Egghead stop-off has been great. I am not disappointed that we're not at Elbaf. I do think that we have to go... I do think we have to go to Elbaf. I do think we're going there next. Um, excited to get there. Dorian Bragi... Again, Dorian Bragi is the perfect pair to bring you there. Uh, they're the yeah. giants who are most closely sort of related to the Straw Hats, maybe other than Saul and Robin, but I think Saul is going to be at yeah. Elbaf, right? Like, I think that's... Probably. Nearly, nearly confirmed, so... Probably, and, and there's so much of uh, the man man covered in flames that's probably Saul, like we all guessed, uh, mm-hmm. but we'll see. That's, I think, and, the prevailing theory right now. But, like, uh, the giants are all about, like, the sun, right, uh, in this story. So, well, at least it's been hinted at. So, I, I think uh, I think this is just a natural progression to the story, but mm. it, he did it in the best way possible. So, I'm yeah. here for it. We won't get too caught up in Elbaf. We'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, yeah, did you exactly. want to talk about what did we want to? There was some future stuff that. I don't remember. Uh, we were going to predict some stuff, and then I stopped you, and I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. Oh, remember. the robot. I think we could. The robot. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so the Void Century is still under Egghead to a huge capacity, uh, and. Um, Vegapunk is very much lamenting the loss of Egghead altogether. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think maybe we don't leave Egghead this soon. We, we're going to see, I, I think we're going to be here a while longer before shipping off to Elbaf. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would guess, it's hard to guess how long anything is going to take when it's Oda in yeah. One Piece. I would guess like 10 more chapters, maybe. I would guess we have enough time to fight and fully resolve um saturn in some way right he's either defeated and held off or killed here and then i think that we also probably lose kuma at some point uh and bonnie leaves without kuma that would be my guess um so i think all those things need to happen not a whole lot else needs to happen though um i could actually see kuma living he's the most tragic character so far that i 
I wonder if they go yeah. as negative as just killing him off after all this. I mean, he's um, also kind of already dead, though, so it's more of like, a, oh, my dad is now not a slave to the world government. He's, like, free. I don't know. I, c- I could see it see. going both ways, and it's still being good writing. I'm yeah, just sure. kind of wondering, with, with One Piece's kind of general theme of positivity after the Joy Boy reveal, I can see them saving Kuma. Yeah, but one person dies like every arc since the time skip. So it's like but somebody's got to die in the arc. Like you, you got to remember somebody died in Wano, somebody how, died in Whole Cake. Like somebody. You got to remember how hard that one Vega Punk got domed in the head by that bullet. It was fucked the, up. How, how those hard are robots, him. though. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like those are like robot slices of Vega Punk that are not real people. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, that's that's some. You need to unpack are, that. Are later. robots people? You need to. Un- there are a few a movies discussion? I can recommend. Yeah, Blade still, Runner. Yeah. I've lot, I love those movies. Don't worry. I think those are great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure. I, I did, I'm with you. I definitely could see it going either way. I think yeah. Kuma living, Kuma dying could could go either way. Um, I, I think whatever it is, it'll be good. Well, and I'm, I do think, and here's, and here's, there's another kind of defense, I think, for Kuma living is that other than Robin, we do maybe need another, like maybe the Straw Hats need another connection back to the revolutionaries, and maybe that's Kuma. Um there's already oh, lots of ties, yeah. obviously, like Luffy's dad runs the revolutionaries. That's tie enough, probably. But uh, and, and Sabo. And Sabo and, and, and Robin. Koala, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I tons, I there's tons of connections, but it would be interesting to be like, oh, Kuma's back, you know, and maybe, and he goes, maybe I'm going to go, you know, be with revolutionaries and fight that war if he's freed or something. But Tr- yeah, truly, I, I think it'll just be too sad for Bonnie to lose her dad after all this. I, I think that is my primary reason for for thinking this goes a more positive way just due to the nature of joy boy, like being infinitely uplifting. I think mm. it, I think this is a moment where the hero can save the day and save the sad family. And it would just work. Yeah. Uh, I can see it. I could also see yeah. it being like Kuma being like, I saw joy boy, my life. I can end my life because I'm happy. I saw the thing I you know wanted to see all my life or whatever. Um, or like I made, you know, I made the right choice. I like saved the kid I thought was Joy Boy, and it turns out he was. And now he's here to save my daughter. Um, I don't. I'd know. love I, to see Bonnie and him go on adventures, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm know? curious. I wonder. Um, how do you think this ends with Bonnie and the Straw Hats? I don't. She. I don't think she's going to join the Straw Hats. I'll put that out there. I think she travels with them, like a you know a companion character, like Law. You know? I think, uh, yeah, yeah, potentially. I, I think I was about to say, I think I she's added. Joining, I think she's added to the Grand Fleet, probably in some capacity. Bonnie and the whatever her pirate start called. I, I know some One Piece fans can't stomach this, but there are no more Straw Hats. We we got all of them. Did we get all ten? Uh, I thought. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I, well, I think we didn't. I think we're, we're we technically have to include Vivi and uh, what's her name from Wano, right? Joining by this sort of end end of the story. Oh, uh, yeah, um, Odin, Odin Proxy. Yeah, yeah whose name I can't remember now, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, th- those are kind of like the honorable straw hat mentions, you know, like yeah. uh, the uh, the official but unofficial crew members. Kind uh, of in the same way that Jinbei was for a while before he officially joined, right? Right, but I don't see Vivi ever actually, like, joining. Oh, you don't think? Around, you know? Oh, I think that's, like, endgame. That's you think clear so? endgame to me. Oh, yeah, cool, because... But but I guess uh, yeah you're right she's on the run right yeah because as I was yeah, saying because right. the info she knows she's on the run I think she might be in Elbaf even like that might yeah. even be the connection we get uh, Oda is insistent that he's very close to the end and I think that you've got to start um, connecting I, I, certain I'm characters and drawing stuff together I think uh, I think it, I think there's a potential in Elbaf that we get Revolutionary Army and Vivi and a whole of her information Elbaf might be the sort of the final island before the 
big final war. That would be my guess here. I don't see where else they would be going. Actually, no. They might go to God Valley. That would be the other place I think they might go. But I think that's a flashback we're going to get. Well, I think they, that they could all, there's also like the the pirate island where Garp uh, quote unquote died. You know, I think that's a sep. I don't think the Straw Hats go there. I think that that's a story taking place there. But yeah, Honestly, maybe also I, I have doesn't no idea. doesn't Blackbeard we'll have, have Boa Hancock captured now? Also, there's also Crossbow. No, no, Han- Hancock got away from them. Hancock got away. Han- okay, Han- I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, Hancock didn't lose her power, and she got away from Blackbeard's shit because Riley showed up. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So and, I mean, uh, yeah, can, there's a lot. Both, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot to do, but I, yeah, I, because we got a little bit of the God Valley stuff with Kuma, right? But that's something that we've been waiting for for like. 400 chapters like a long time dude there, there's like five years left of this i think at the at the least yeah uh, years wise years wise yeah. for sure yeah but i do yeah. think um yeah i am curious if yeah i don't know i'm i'm super excited i'm excited every week for one piece this was a good one um i'm i would say i'm even more excited for next week because i think now the stage is set for a fight and i'm not always the biggest like oh yeah the fights are exciting but like like neat like your five luffy is here the robot yeah. is awake dorian Bragi are here like saturn he, is he, there like he does this, the he fight does is say, happening right now luffy says like a little catchphrase like thing too where he's like let's have some fun mm-hmm. it's like i'm at full power let's have some yeah fun. he's like he literally uh, just got like gorged he's yeah at full power um yeah so i yeah i, I see a fight happening soon as well uh you know uh one one last thing to mention uh about this arc is how much Oda wants to show that Sanji is very much not a creep around Bonnie. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I kind of appreciate that. Like, uh, because people are specu- like, people are like getting onto him for being, yeah. I wonder if he yeah. was in the past. I don't remember. I mean, probably well, before he knew he, he was yeah. right. He just likes pretty girls. True, yeah. Uh, yeah. but like, uh, every interaction he calls her Bonnie Chan and, uh, no yeah, blushing, like no a, heart to rise. Yeah, it's just yeah. Well, and Chan is like a how you address like a child, or yeah, it's more of like a child. cute nickname in Japanese, I guess, than than others. Like um, someone younger than yourself. Yeah. Okay, so immediate immediate predictions for the next couple of chapters, um, <laughs> brother. I, does I, I guess two big two big questions are: Do you think Kizaru switches sides? Yes, I think I, I think. He okay, I he's been he's been too nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I wonder. Every time everyone's like, oh, yeah, next chapter, Kizaru's going to swap sides. And he has not done that. And people have been saying that for like five weeks now or more. He, he's um, done nothing but lament the course of action he needs to take throughout all. Yeah. And he's kind of definitely you know, not like, put his, you know, not put his full uh, his full force into any of like his attacks or what he's been doing, really. I don't think um, I do and, wonder. And like, and yeah. like uh, Punk is like, Kizaru, how could you be so heartless? Like mm-hmm. you've changed. Kizaru, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Kizaru's like, yeah, I've turned into a no good, no good man, no good human. Being. I, yeah, I, I do wonder what the, I wonder what the out for him is. If it's, um, I wonder if he like knows about Nika, the Sun God, and is like, wait, if this kid's Nika and he's fighting against the world government, is this, is that the final swap for him? Um, I, I, do I think, think he, the theory that Kizaru got Luffy the food is incredibly plausible because for sure. Saturn didn't notice how he got the food, just that food was there. Yeah, and. Um, I can see Kizaru very much not wanting to have to deal with it, like not wanting to have to go through these dark deeds that he has to do mm-hmm. and like creating his own monster to stop him, yeah. you know, like uh, waking Luffy up so Luffy can yeah. kind of it's stop like, him. It's like, I won't, I won't confront you directly, but I'll help all the people who are going to take you down. Like I could definitely see that being more That's Kizaru's my style. 
because he's also been kind of hands off on because he was in um uh was he in the Doflamingo arc? Is that when he first showed up, right? Or was it before? Uh the- no, he first showed up in uh Shibari Archipelago to oh, fuck yeah, up yeah, the okay. fuck up the, the new generation. That's right, that's right, yeah, yeah. Um He wrote he wrote a cannonball, I think. Uh sick. I, I don't but, know, the introduction of characters in One Piece is like, oh, you're on a cannonball? Like, that's like top 25 cool introductions of One Piece, but... Yeah, they um, all have cool ones, right? So it's, uh, yeah. it's hard. So I guess my... Okay, so the other prediction question I have... So we do... Uh, I I think we do think... You, you think he's able to switch, right? I don't know. I think it's more likely he does, I guess is what I will say. I, I don't think I'm fully convinced. I think there might be a world where Kizaru, like talks with luffy or like while they're fighting like you know leans in close and is like hey like knock me out like i'm gonna go you know dismantle him from the inside or something but right like i, I, I could see him doing it a something. switch i guess so yeah. yeah i would consider it a switch if he even fed luffy that food you know yeah, that's true that's true yeah or he, he or he could be more like hey like if i betray you know if i betray the world government now like i'll be dead before i can do anything like emu might have like some kind of hold over them um so i could see him maybe being sort of cajoled or forced to not betray them but still want to betray them yeah like maybe the food is enough to just say like oh okay betrayed him um but uh it's more I, likely I that one, he does but i'm not sure exactly how it'll go down which is i'd like to notice I, i'd like to note one interesting thing is after the the war right after what the Whitebeard war um uh garp stepped down and sengoku stepped down from governmental leadership positions well garp to an extent yeah. uh uh but sengoku stepped down and put Akainu in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you saw in Punk Hazard that Akainu and Akiji had a, a falling out yeah. and uh, for control over the government or uh, the commander position. And Akiji became a vigilante. Uh, here you see Saturn being a fucking radical, uh, just like Akainu is. So, and uh, Kizaru no longer is aligning with the values seemingly, right? Um, and he, well, and to me, Kizaru, the whole time he's been around, has never, like, really been, I feel like, wholeheartedly behind the world government. I, he's always he, never felt like he's, like, oh, I buy yeah. He's not like uh, Green Bull. He's a like, carefree guy. Right? Yeah, Green Bull is like, I'm a dog of the world government. I'm here. They told me to fuck you up, and I'm here to fuck you up. But he's much that more... That guy's a ladder climber, for sure. Yeah, and, and Kizaru doesn't strike me as that kind of character. And I think definitely after all the sort of stuff we've seen him in and doing uh, in Egghead, like, he definitely doesn't seem like that kind of character. But I, I think what's interesting is uh, how Oda world builds, right? This is like, mm-hmm. you can see after the war, the Whitebeard War, seemingly yeah. a government victory, how radicalized the government became afterwards and how it's driving away like two of their admirals. Uh, two of their big players in the war are already like making hard decisions or already out of the government, right? It's like- Yeah, a, for sure. And the purple t- Fujitora is also not a radical like the rest of them. So it's yeah, like, Fujitora is uh, the other one I think is likely to swap sides or not help or whatever you want to say. But yeah, I, I think this is perfect because it it sets up the world government from this kind of good and bad. Like they they do a lot of good for the world and a lot of like it, it killing pirates and subjugating people, all that shit. Yeah, to a more radically bad force where the good uh, the people the people in the world government we do like are either seeing the cracks or leaving. Yes. And I think, um, and we talked about this last year when we talked about the chapter with Garp and um, uh, all those guys, right? Talking about Sword, um, like Kizaru, 
could be sword. Right. Like you never know. Like that's kind of I think the split we're gonna get right is like we're gonna get sword being like sword is the good part of the government. One hundred percent. And feel everyone like that's else, the most obvious everyone else is yeah. either going to like leave, yeah, or not or not be a part of it. So yeah, um, Kizer is no way. Uh, uh, sorry, Aokiji is no, in no way working with with Blackbeard legitimately. I feel like that's uh, even, yeah, oh yeah. We, even even though Oda tried to convince us with that little flashback, which I still liked, uh, <laughs> it's it, it's very much like his motivation was anti-radicalization of the government. They fought in Punk Hazard for that. And then he started capturing like the high-level prisoners in Impel Down and freezing them in Punk Hazard, right? Like he wouldn't do that and then join the most notorious pirate in the world who yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. You can go check out our uh, episode talking about that six or seven months ago, I want to say, is when that happened. Maybe yeah. a little longer. Last year sometime. Um, but yeah, okay. One more question about predictions Yeah, let's, the do, let's do one more because we'll um, talk about this forever. <laughs> yeah, we could. Uh, the robot is the part that I'm interested in and the void century. And so what do you, so we got nothing on that yet. I think, um, uh, I I mean, we got a little bit, right. We know it's from the void century. We've been told by Vegapunk that it's exceptionally powerful and that it's technology is more, um, like I don't want to say futuristic necessarily, but it's technology is more complex and, um, advanced, I guess. And it it can't be understood with the scientific method. So it's like there's some some weirdness, mm. like a devil fruit type of like okay. supernatural type thing going yep. on. Okay, you're hitting you're hitting the nail that I wanted to hit is that a yeah. lot of people thought when as like a lot of people thought that Vegapunk was going to be the um the spoon that fed us information about devil fruits. Um that's what a lot of people were like, oh Vegapunk's doing research like devil fruits, you know, all this like kind of mysterious stuff we don't know about. Uh, is going to be brought to light them. when we know Vegapunk. Um, yeah. I still think that might be true. Uh, I think so too. And I think it might be possible like in the next chapter or two. I think that Luffy's Gear 5 might be something that uh, Vegapunk has something to say about. I think that there, there is some connection here, and maybe this will be the last kind of thought that we can we can talk about, but there is some connection here between the Void Century, the ancient technology, and the devil fruits like i people have yeah. theorized that those are all connected somehow that the devil fruits are potentially like magic powers captured by the sort of advanced civilization of the void century or something like that um so i wonder yeah this this robot i think might might tell i think i guess my prediction is i think this robot might reveal something about devil fruits to us that we don't know and that's kind of an out of left field like why would the, ro- the robot doesn't have a devil fruit like maybe it does I, who knows um that's kind of so my, here, my here's what we do know in my brain um i i'm not as well versed as some of the super fans uh but i remember a decent amount so here's what i remember is that emu has a literal devil tail so and yes had, is a devil yeah is from, is a devil essentially as far as what it's tell, right yeah same same with Saturn, her follower, um, or his follower. Uh, and so what we know is that Emu had control of all the devil fruits until Nefertiti, uh, whatever her name was, spread them out. You know, like, yeah. kind of dismantled her power structure. She also keeps the Void Century strictly under wraps with Buster and Calls, just killing Yeah, all the history else. of the Void Century is not something they want revealed, for sure. So we do know that the government doesn't know all this shit is under, uh, uh, I'd say the majority of the government doesn't know that Emu is like a devil or has a devil powers or demon powers or a devil fruit. That's devil. Like I, that isn't fully explained, um, yet, but I, yeah, that's definitely interesting to know. more. There's only a handful of characters that know that, uh, including Vivi being one of them, which is kind of, yeah, Wapol and and Vivi are definitely (laughs) kind of the important ones for the good guys. Yeah. Uh, in, in any case, it's, 
what we do know about the Void Sentry is that Emu has a very strict grasp, or had a very strict grasp on everything, including the Void Sentry and Devil Fruits. But now it's only a strong kind of containment of the Void Sentry, which I think is also going to break apart because of Sun God Nika, aka Nika. Yeah, and I think well, and I think we're going to learn. I think in Elbath we're going to learn. What are the, the most of the secrets of the Void Century, right? Maybe not all of yeah. them, but I think the majority, we will kind of get that reveal in Elbath with Saul, uh, probably Saul and Robin kind of discussing, here's all the things we know or whatever. Uh, I, that that That's coming soon. And so I, two years here, from now, probably, but yeah. The final thing I, I, I can say on this is the characters that do have the information we seek, uh, aside from Wapple and Vivi, which we talked about, are the Elders, Emu, Shanks, uh, Rip Cobra, Cobra used to, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. And, and I think and Sabo, and Sabo, and Sabo, uh, and I think Saul. I think uh, Saul. Yeah, Saul right. and the I think the Giants know, right? Like I think because we saw in the flashback with Dragon. That's what it feels like. And right? Vegapunk taking all yeah. that stuff from uh, where's Robin from that got Buster called? Uh, oh, uh, O'Hara, like, yeah. Yeah, the Library of O'Hara, right? Like, all of those documents are, they hid those on Elbath. And, and Vegapunk. And Vegapunk knows to an extent, too. Yeah. I think Vegapunk knows he, more than he's letting on. Um, for so sure. He lives on top of all of it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, and I think that he knows, well, I don't know. I, I, so I think that he's read all those Void Sentry books, but I think there's a lot of maybe, like, first-hand Void Sentry knowledge, maybe from the Giants, if they're old enough, um, that we might also be potentially getting. So, yeah. I, I, I think he knows less than the characters I mentioned, only yes, because he's he's very much a scientist and not like a the historian, right? He's historian, not a, yeah, that or Robin political, is. like yeah, yeah, what's going on? He's more interested in like, does this explain to me how devil fruits or technology work? It's like, nope, it just says that devil fruits were X, Y, and Z. So I agree that he might have that information, but it's not a, it's not super important to him. So. And Sabo made it back to the revolutionaries, right? If that's the case, then they probably he not. escaped. We know that oh, he escaped he, the Buster Call that was called on the, his island, right? Or the the sorry, the Death Star laser thing. The Death Star laser, yeah, sorry, was. not yeah. the Buster Call. The yes, whatever that was. I yeah, blue laser. Did, yeah, did we make predictions about that? I feel like we talked about that maybe last year also. But yeah, what what was that? Who knows? Will you ever know? Um, I, okay. I think that thing being in the sky is the only reason I think Anel will come back at some point. <laughs> I would. I man, people have been talking about that about about Anel Enel coming back. I want it to happen i'm hopeful about it that i don't want to get my hopes too high because i'm afraid i'm afraid i'll be disappointed if he doesn't but it seems like the kind of thing that might happen i'd love <laughs> to see him th- throw his ring into the arena because he's such an early game villain yeah that was incredibly strong and only beat because luffy rock paper scissored him to death like well, you know he's like the natural counter and we're getting yeah. a lot of those kind of uh, pre-time skip I mean, we've gotten Adorian Bragi are now back, right? Crocodile has been important to the Cross Guild stuff. Crocodile is, so well. is still important, kind of, to the story. There's some secret there. Um, yeah, because I mean, Croc, 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 and Anel were only beat because of gimmicks and mm-hmm. not due to raw power. So we still see them as incredibly strong characters even now, right? right? right like yeah, it's like for sure. I mean, so if cool. Enel showed up, it'd be like if Luffy's not if Luffy's not around, like he's incredibly strong, like top tier, yeah, like, do, like Doflamingo or higher levels of of power. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, there's definitely... I'm trying to think, who else is pre-time skip that, like, was part of a pre-time skip arc that maybe could... I mean, like, all the all the um, Cypher Pole Fox, guys? Uh, I, I see Foxy coming back. <laughs> yeah, Foxy. I mean, like, all the Cypher Pole people from Water 7 are... They're all, like, already back. I mean, Luffy's fighting one oh, yeah, of them those, in, in, this, in this arc, right? Uh, the, the giraffe guy's hilarious. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, and uh, the giraffe guy's here. The 
the tiger, what is he, puma, leopard guy? Uh, he's in this oh arc, God. right? That's yeah. from Water 7. So he's almost yeah. almost every, all, all of these characters have like stuck around. Like you mentioned, I mean, all this stuff from um, Impel Down. Uh, and oh, we saw, who did we see? We saw the guy from the Halloween Island. Wasn't he Amoria? in? Ch- Didn't we see Moria in the last couple of chapters doing something? Like maybe it was an extra I- thing. Might have been in the in the extra extra. Yeah, we, I feel like we saw he's... Moria doing something in the last couple of chapters. I I can't t- like Dofi seemingly killed him off screen, so I assume mm. he's alive because it's an off screen death. But I I don't know. Absalom yeah. is dead. Like his tiger friend is dead because someone true. else got the in- invisibility fruit. Uh, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, all of that to say uh, that most of the bad guys in the first half of One Piece have stuck around or come back in some form or another, except Enel, right? That's the only one who was just like one off. He was down, but we're seeing and, now how and Don Krieg, I guess. <laughs> well, um, that's, he's not a big bad guy, but, but yeah, but, and, and he's, I mean, he's, if he goes to the moon, he's maybe tied to Lunarians with this kind of extra chapter, uh, extra pre chapter stuff. If you've it's, read those, it's, it's so funny that this all makes sense. Logically yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Okay. We, uh, we have to get off one piece or we'll okay, be yeah, let's get off. It. Let's get off it. Um, let's do some news real quick. Uh, da, da, da. not a whole lot of news, but we did get I, some, I, you know, I, I actually wonder how fun this is even to listen to for other people, but it's a lot of fun to talk about. So we'll keep doing it. One piece is it's crazy, man. It's yeah. wild. How like <laughs> we talk about it once every three months and it's like, everything has changed. There's so much different. We know, I know, I know. but it's, it's I mean, we still talk about it for hours. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see some news here. We got some new English titles from Viz. Uh, one of those is after God by Sumi, Ino, who I've, which I've heard a lot of good stuff about. Um, the premise of it is something about killing God uh, or God dying. Maybe uh, interested to check that one out. Definitely. Once it's on, uh, I think that's a digital, I don't remember if these are digital or uh, physical publishings. Um, mm. But anyways, after God by Sumi Eno is getting picked up by Viz and published. Um, Viz is going to publish the complete legend of Zelda twilight princess manga, which I have heard good things <laughs> about. I've flipped through it. The art in that is fantastic. I've heard that is a very good telling of that story. So I'm pretty, um, Pretty hyped, maybe check that out. A trillionaire game by Richiro Inagaki, who wrote I Shield 21 and Ryochi. Yeah, and Ryochi. Um, have you read Trillionaire Game? Some of it, right? Uh, uh, until they stopped uh, translating it, yeah. Okay, well, that will now, I think, be translated pretty soon and available oh, digitally. Um, a Spider Man Octopus Girl finally getting picked up almost, it's been a year almost, I want to say now, since that came out. Um, what an insanely underrated thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's by, uh, Hideyuki Furuhashi and Betancourt. So they did the My Hero Academia Vigilantes, which is way better than the original. Um, And and Octopus Girl is also really good, especially if you're familiar uh, with Spider-Man and that kind of lore. It's got a lot of uh, neat stuff in there, especially, is it Ultimate? I think it's Ultimate Spider-Man is where a lot of the lore stuff comes from, like the Doc Ock taking Spider-Man's place and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, I I love Doc. And and Doc Ock, I think this is like one of his best designs where he's just in one of his old suits. He's a schlubby dude schlubby scientist it's great he's like a big thick dude um yeah what else we got uh there was a registration for the look look back dash anime dot jp or dot com or something Makes right sense. so uh people guessing that look back is coming i hope they make that a movie i think that that would like kill in the movie uh scene if they just made it a I, movie. i think so i think it, it has enough to be like an hour-long thing yeah it could it right? could be like an ova right could just be like a uh you know who knows um but yeah look back is my preferred uh look back and um uh, I think both goodbye are... airy are they're both really good i i think look back they're just is... shoo-ins, right yeah, yeah look back's my my preferred one of the two um 
but yeah, I think uh, in terms of animation, I I think I'd prefer to see Goodbye Airy. Goodbye Airy is a bit more I, fun both. and interesting, but yeah, that's they're both good. Um, the Viz website now has the complete Golden Kamui up now. Um, that again, I cannot recommend that enough. Golden Kamui is an everything type story. It has good humor. It has good action. It has good. You'll learn stuff about Hokkaido and the Ainu people. Um, Golden Kamui is one of my favorite things I read last year for sure. Uh, it's all up. You can pay what, $3, I think, to read that on Viz. So yeah, go do that for sure. Um, Hit up Vigilantes while you're there. Yeah, if they, yeah. My Hierarchy Vigilantes, also a good recommendation. Um, two new series in Jump coming, I think this, it'll be, I guess, next podcast and the podcast after, or maybe two and three, um, will be those those new series. Um, not very recognizable authors or artists from what I saw, but we'll talk a little bit more when those come. Um, Cypher Academy is ending... We're recording this on Saturday, so Cypher Academy is ending tomorrow, probably the day you're watching this, or maybe the day after. Okay. Um, which is understandable. This I'm I'm surprised it made it this far, for being honest. I did not think... We did not think it was very good, uh, and the puzzles and stuff dropped away. I have not been following it. We'll have to see what the final thoughts of people are on that uh, tomorrow when it comes out. So, Yeah, I, I think this is maybe something that would have worked as an anime. And in retrospect, like, I think, yeah, I think you can, you can make this make sense in an anime, but I think voices, well. yeah, voices would help a lot. And also the, yeah, the writing style of, of Nisui Isin is difficult to translate to say the least. And I think even more difficult to like fully capture and grasp, you know, in a weekly manga style. So yeah, not, yeah. not surprised that ended though. I mean, I, I guess I understand why it made it a year. It was better than a lot of the stuff that was kind of bad two years ago. Um, but yeah, not not surprised that it's ending kind of early here. Uh, some sales reports from Twitter, uh, because we got Kaguribachi, New Age Exorcist is on a couple of volumes now, um, uh, but Kaguribachi and Mama Yuyu's first chapter, or first volumes dropped along with Green Green Greens and Two on Ice. Um Reports I'm seeing on Twitter from sales and stuff, it looks like Kaguribachi and Nui's Exorcist are here to stay. I think Nui's is the best-selling of those. Kaguribachi is, I think, good enough that Jump will keep it around. I'm, I'm pretty happy for that one. Kaguribachi is nothing super special, but I do think it's it's interesting and fun. Um, Mama Yuyu is in a kind of close middle ground sales-wise. Um, it's kind of right at the level, and I'm, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago maybe, it's right at the level where it's like, they could cancel it, they could let it keep going. Um... I've been pretty disillusioned. Mama Yu has not impressed me the last, I don't know, two months. Um, mm -hmm. Has not been great kind of continuing its story. I've It felt to me like it was getting axed. Like, I still think it might be getting axed. So we'll have to see on that. Um, green Green Greens and Two on Ice, I think, are dead in the water, unfortunately. I like Green Green Greens maybe the most out of all these new stuff. Two on Ice was never that great, but... Um, me too, but we knew Green Green Greens didn't have a chance it was to it's how, just how so hard and nuanced it, yeah and the, i think the first chapter was yeah. i think that also means that marshall master asumi is probably out after this arc finishes unfortunately too uh well that, I have that to would be a shame um it is a shame because that's a good one i hope that one's the one they give another sort of you know six months or whatever to keep going but you know i i i was with mama yuyu from the start but i feel the same way as you uh truly none of these uh manga matter to me at all so I, yeah, I really I'm not super. Yeah, uh, um, of all of the things we've mentioned, MMA is definitely the the one I am most invested in. Uh, and I agree. Yeah. I mean, the sumo the sumo series that that author wrote before got you know a full year or two run. So maybe this one will survive on that. I don't know. I yeah, it's it's tough when you're doing something really niche like that, like MMA or golf. Um, I think a lot of people just don't connect with. So 
we'll but I think there's a, a little bit of safety in that nicheness, you know? Like, um, I think you get fans that really like the thing. Yeah, if uh, you're, I mean, if you're a golfer and you're like, holy shit, I've a world, you know, WSJ series about golf, finally, cool. This is what yeah. I'm into. Um, but MMA uh, is smaller well, than golf by a lot. Yeah. And neither of those series are really hitting, so. I, it's just cope. I'm hoping for MMA to be successful. Yeah, it's just a good series over. It's just really good. Um, all right, one last little thing. Uh, this is just a fun fact I saw on Twitter. Um, the author of the Sasuke story light novel uh, is Sui Ishida's sister under the pen name Shin Towada. That is, uh, so Sui Ishida is the author of Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, that's funny. And Chojin X, and that's like, oh, cool. I who knew? Hey, that that's actually pretty good. Uh, like the the oh Sasuke. I didn't I didn't read the light novel. I thought it was a manga. Well, uh, and it was also adapted as an anime. For, it's it was animated, so it was cool. Sasuke breaks out of jail and fights velociraptors that patrol the jail. Yes. Which, the, which now that you hear that is like, oh yeah, that's very like Suyushida is also kind of wild and crazy. So runs yeah, in the, runs in the family, I guess. Um, Have you okay. seen his masterpiece? This gorilla will die in one day, and it, it shows like a happy gorilla, and then the like, next did, page is just like that a gorilla. Was that Ishida who did that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. I do remember that. Like that was like three or four years ago that came out, right? Yeah, yeah I remember it was like reading a while that. Ago. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right, one more thing. Uh, I'll go first since we're on the manga. I have been reading. Uh, you know what? This is one of those things you read and you don't know how to say it out loud. I have been reading, I'm going to call this Magilumiere Company Limited. Um, I, think which you, is, I think that's right. If I it could to, be like Ma- yeah. Magilumiere, Magilumiere, I don't know. It is a, that sounds um, good it is a story about magical girls being corporatized. Uh, and as, as someone who has kind of worked a corporate office job for the past, I don't know, eight years, um, is actually a really interesting take on a lot of kind of office dynamics oh. and corporate, uh, like inter, you know, inter company dynamic stuff. Uh, in addition I'd to start being this, yeah, yeah. In addition to being, I think a really pretty decent story that is like getting better and better. There's like a lot of cool world building and lore drops in this. The art I think is fantastic. The magic is in- interesting in a weird way that I don't totally get. Um, this is getting animated later this year. I think in fall, I think this is planned to air in October or maybe Bruce, June or July. I don't know. This is like a 10 out of 10 art style in my eyes. I love this. this is, yeah, they so look this, so good. Yeah, the, I, the art style is something I really like. I, it really reminds me of Horikoshi, right? His art, we um, yeah, it does. we praise a lot. I The artist didn't have anything that I super recognized, but the writer of this is, is a, a person named... Um, uh, Seka Iwata, who did the one shot pen pal at the end of the world. Do you remember pen pal at the end of the world? About the yeah, I do. It, it was, was my su- favorite for, for yeah. at the time. Yeah, that was like our favorite one shot of like 2021, maybe. Like, it, it yeah. was very sweet, super sweet. Also, about magical girls, by the way. Uh, so yeah, this is I like really, really recommend this series. This is on Manga Plus, on Jump Plus. Um, especially I think if you're an office worker, I think this is clearly coming from someone who has worked kind of in that big corporate dynamic stuff. Um, essentially it's, it, they're magical girls, you know, the bad, the bad things are called Kai in this, the Kai show up and you have to like call a magical girl corporation to get a magical girl out there to eliminate the Kai for you. So there's a little bit of like, there's rivalry, there's development. Um, the leader of, of Magic Lumiere is this guy who dresses like a magical girl and he's like, one of the he's like developed his own their own like custom system to get rid of of the Kai. Most most people have all these like pre-programmed spells that they can just draw on, but the way that Magic Lumiere works is they like 
go in, assess the situation, and then tell their programmers, like, through communication of, like, what kind of spell they need, and the guys, like, on the fly develop the spell, and then the Magilumia girls are, like, allowed to deploy it, and it's, like... I love that, yeah. It's cool, it's different, and the world building, like, keeps getting better. Like, every new kind of twist and turn you get, they've they've talked about stuff about, like, uh, why are the Kai getting more powerful? Is it, like, related to how much magic the girls are using? If they use more magic, the Kai get more powerful, maybe, question mark? Um, so it's all tied together really interestingly. There's a lot of cool kind of political drama in the background around, like, the use of magical power as a resource, you know, kind of treating it like uh, like energy, you know. There's like a, you know, depart, you know, there's a Japanese department of magical whatever stuff. So that's um, great. Yeah, it, re- it really does keep getting better and better. I thought originally I was like, oh, yeah, cool. It's like office culture, magic girls. But then every time it's like revealed more and more about the world, more and more about the history and the characters. Um, I've liked it more and more. I'm about halfway through. I think I'm like 47. This hit chapter 100. Usually when something hits chapter 100 and I'm a little bit interested in it and it gets an anime announced, uh, I want to catch up on it so I can so I can try to recommend it to people. So I. I love how very obvious it is that the men are the supporting roles in this yes. series. And they uh, absolutely. This is great. That's great. Like look, the guy in the back is literally a cheerleader. Uh, yeah. He's he, the he salesman said, of, of yeah, Marge that's, Lumiere. I, I love that. Um, and the boss in the, the magical girl outfit. Uh, no, that's, that's, this is very, very cute looking. I like this. It's yeah, it's very good. And the art I think in it is exceptional. The, the artist does yeah. have very kind of Horikoshi style, really good at um, facial expressions. The girl on the left, who's the more like senior, Magical girl is she's very much the kind of like uh I don't even know how to describe it. Like she's the like sort of like sloppy, you know, relaxed, go gung ho, go get him, you know, think second, go action now type girl. Um yeah. and she's really good. Oh, all the characters are really great. Uh yeah, I really, really, really recommend this series. I'll probably be done with it maybe by next week or the week after. I'll try to give more of a full uh full take on it. But yeah. So that's that that's what I've been doing, Gautam. Tell me what you've been doing. I've uh, been playing Persona 3 Reload. Uh, I've become quite a Persona fan. Uh, I, I would say if you are looking to get into Persona, definitely play Persona 5 uh, Royal. Yeah. Uh, it is just the best version of Persona in always, in my opinion. I saw a but, review for this game for Persona 3 Reload, and one of the detractors on it was not Persona 5. <laughs> just like... A stupid review. What a, what yeah, a I was, I was IG or GameSpot or somebody, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, that reviewer should be should not be making that. Um, but either way, I I think Persona Four and Persona Three have a lot to love. The so- social aspect, story, characters, visuals—they all look great. But the dungeons uh kind of fucking sucked in Persona Four, mm-hmm. especially. Aren't the, uh, aren't the Persona Four dungeons like randomly generated or something, or just like really exactly. repetitive or something? Yeah, I remember but watching people play that game, and I was like, these—they're repetitive and randomly uh, generated, but they all stick to the theme of the dungeon owner. Mm-hmm. Um, it, which, at least it has that going for it. Persona 3 has one dungeon, and it's just like Mementos in Persona 5. It's like, um, oh, you just, okay. it's just the same thing over and over and over. Um, and I don't think a normal gamer would be able to forgive those aspects of the game if they start with Persona 3 or Persona 4. Uh, but they would be very... They can definitely forgive those aspects if they beat Persona 5 Royal and fall in love with the style and the what makes the series good. Right, I can definitely get like if you really like Persona. A lot of people I know who got into Persona 5 are now like playing or excited about Persona 3 and Persona 4, and they still like them. But I I I agree. Me too, and I like them. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's one of those things where I would have bounced off this game had I not played Persona 5. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or you know, if I had played it when it came out in like 2000. 
four or whenever Persona yeah. three came out. It's like yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, cool. I think that's all we've got this week. Uh, thanks again for listening or watching, everybody. Hey, don't forget to leave us feedback, comments. Let us know your One Piece predictions. Let us know what you thought about Astral Baby. Uh, let us know if you're playing Persona 3 Reload uh, or anything else there in the comments. We really like and appreciate those. Um, check out Twitter and Patreon link, linked below if you're interested to support us or just have a little discussion. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks, everybody. Sweet. Catch you later. And don't forget to read more manga. <laughs> <laughs>